welcome to Dan Stand. Firstly, I must apologise for last week as there was no podcast. It was um, a bank holiday, uh, King's coronation. Just kind of ran out of uh, time really with every family commitments and then busy with work and everything. But um, I did feel kind of, it bothered me a bit all week that I hadn't done an episode and I guess a lot of the reason I'm, uh, one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast is so I can be held accountable to something because quite often working on your own, self-employed, it's very easy just to go, I'm not going to bother doing that because no one's, no one's holding you accountable. So putting stuff out there like the podcast is, is a way to be held accountable and it did bother me last week that I hadn't put the podcast out. So... And I've been a bit slow on social media because we've got a lot of catching up to do on work and things after that holiday. So, but it's Monday, we've got a podcast and I'm back on it uh, this week and um, yeah, excited. So today's podcast is all about Pilates and we've got a guest who is my Pilates instructor and friend, Corinne. And she is uh, really passionate about Pilates, and I'm quite excited to have her on. And um, you might say, what has that got to do with sport? But I think it's got a lot to do with sport, and we talk all about how it has got something to do with sport in the podcast. So for people who maybe listen and aren't as fanatical about sport as uh, a lot of us are, this might be the podcast for you. And if you've got scoliosis, bulging discs, rotator cuff issues, uh, hip issues, this is uh, the podcast for you. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I had a great chat with Corinne and uh, here it is. Hello. Hello. How you doing? All right, you? Yeah, good, thank you. I was just reading your uh, post you did this morning with all your... Oh, yeah. uh, clients yeah. <laughs> it's good isn't it it's yeah yeah it's amazing um but yeah I just thought it's something that just I was thinking about and then I was thinking about all these things that people had just sort of said and I thought oh, I might as well just put those down in a list oh, it was really cool um all the all the different types of people and all the different problems that you've managed to kind of help with yeah amazing really yeah it is amazing never really thought that that would end up being what I would experience I guess and I really sort of thought that far down the line but um it's it has been amazing and it's very rewarding to be able to help people to overcome basically pain yeah yeah definitely yeah it must be must be really rewarding but um so for um people listening not just me and you you are my Pilates instructor uh, or mentor, I guess, <laughs> and friend. Um, yeah. And um, so I've been doing Pilates with you for probably two, three years now. Yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah. Your kind of your passion for it, for Pilates, and for just the body and how the body works in general has always been really infectious, and kind of wanted to get you on and and share that with everyone, but. Um, yeah, I know this is a sports podcast, and I know people will be like, Pilates isn't a sport. So, 
<laughs> but the, I mean, the big thing for me and why I started Pilates is I is kind of all dates back to lots of sporting injuries I had, and um, I saw all sorts of people, chiropractors, osteopaths, physios, any anyone who was anything I kind of saw, and it was it kind of helped and didn't help in various ways but it was never it never kind of stuck there was always it was always like relieving the pain and then it would come back after yeah. a while or something then, else would then be yeah yeah exactly and then <laughs> when I started doing Pilates with, with you I almost immediately could even though it didn't immediately kind of like happen that I was I was like fixed I was I could immediately see how it works yeah. And I can feel the difference and say, okay, yeah, if I do that, I can feel that by strengthening this muscle or getting this muscle working, I'm now protecting the areas that I've been damaging over the years. And probably, I reckon, three to six months in with you, and I, and I was doing kind of weekly one-to-one sessions, that yeah. I really saw a huge difference in... Yeah in the pain because at the the point I started with you I was probably at my worst when I had back pain I had these searing pains in my side yeah um and obviously then my legs and my knees and ankles and everything all problems but pretty much my whole body was was just, just okay. rubbish <laughs> so yeah and I think it took about three six months before I was really feeling like a huge difference yeah and and yeah it was I think the thing that made me take it more seriously was after having children really because I think when you're younger you kind of just just deal with pain and go yeah Mm. I'll be fine Mm. but I was coming home from work and um as Arlo was like a baby or a toddler and I was struggling to even play with him because I was just I needed to rest on the floor could you yeah I had to lie on lie on a hard floor to Mm. to recover and I was like if I go on the way I'm going they're going to be like I'm not going to be able to play with my kids mm. when they're older and I'm going to be a cripple by the time I'm 50. So it was really kind of my emphasis changed. And then I kind yeah. of was like, right, I need to find what it is and and really concentrate on getting it better. And and uh, yeah, never, never really looked back from there. I believe your your Pilates story, why you start, started, dates back to you having sports injuries, doesn't it? Yeah, so I had a herniated disc um through really it was after the kids and then um carrying them on one side a lot and then getting back into exercise but lifting weights heavy weights being um sort of going quite over the top in the gym with a friend (laughs) having a great time but really like really overtraining and probably without the technique there yeah um, and just I used, I remember getting niggles which I ignored which is why I say that to people so much now is I know what you're I know what's happening you know you, you just ignore yeah, it yeah. you don't want to know you just think oh it's only a little thing and then you keep going keep going and it just gets a little bit worse if you don't kind of address it and that's what happened to me and I um I ignored it I think probably for about a year I think and then it just got worse and worse and worse and then I went trampolining with the kids and I literally and at the moment I just bounced it just went oh it was awful and um I I remember we went away for that weekend James and I and 
I couldn't I was I'd taken I think it was naproxen or you know it was all the drugs that there was another one um, which I can't remember the name of and I just couldn't even string a sentence together it was just awful and I just yeah. had so much pain I couldn't really go and sit at the dinner table it was like quickly eat go back to bed um so going through that was just not very nice and so at the time I kind of was thinking about a career change anyway and looking at what I kind of wanted to do with my life um and where my interests were and it kind of all just happened at the same sort of time as yeah actually I could do this and could fix myself through it as well uh, and that's kind of where it went and through so did you just start doing it on your own at first or did you go to see someone um what pilates yeah so i started doing pilates before that happened um at just at the local gym that i was yeah. going to so i did go i started going with my mum she was going and i knew that was probably a good thing to start going to um and i and, I, and i've got to admit i didn't really enjoy it because i was, was one of those people that was like really wanted to go and work hard sweat i feel like <laughs> i've done like a massive workout so yeah. again, I really kind of empathize with those people that come to me and go Pilates isn't for me I you know I'm one of those people that work out like that's that was me as well but over the years what I've realized is that you can still do all of those things and get older but also add the Pilates or whatever element of the Pilates is it doesn't have to be necessarily matte Pilates it could be any of the kind of um sort of types to complement the sport or whatever you are doing so yeah. you can go back to it and that's kind of where I am now is that I have to do the Pilates but I do really enjoy it now because I can I can challenge myself or I found the reformers and I think that's what really sort of sold me in was the the reformers which I just loved because they yeah. had distance they felt more challenging at the time reformers are like these ben benches with pulleys and chains and poles all, all <laughs> attached to it so they're spread so they're tables like yeah. about the size of well, smaller than a single bed but a table with a moving carriage um my reformers have got towers on them which have resistance that come off the towers and um, so i use the clinical balanced body machines and they're very sturdy really really good quality um and they also turn into a bench as well so a non-moving carriage um, and then you can use the tower with the springs off that yeah. so the carriages move based on sort of like resistance um, that you put on and then whatever you're sort of moving the carriage with your hands your arms yeah you no know, body so I, I found with the the reformers was so beneficial because it could really concentrate on an area like we could get we could kind of go right we're working on this and it would help yeah. me get into a position where I also felt safe to push it Whereas I think if we were on the floor, I'd be kind of worried about my own balance a bit more. Yeah, yeah, it does. So that's where I kind of at the start, I guess, oh, at any point, but it does actually really help and assist. So when you're starting off, you can use the the resistance or the feedback or um, the equipment to really start to understand what you're doing and to support the body. And then obviously on the other side it is there to challenge it as well so with yeah. the or whether it's low or high or whatever that that you know it depends what you're doing as to whether it's challenging or not so how, how long were you doing kind of pilates for yourself before you decided to quit your job and do it full time 
Um, so I was doing it before I got injured. It was maybe like a year or so before that, I think. And then it was 2017, I started my training. So I, was, okay. and then I joined that reformer studio, must have been that year or maybe the year before. So going to the reformer classes, then qualified 2018. And, and then I was doing everything alongside my office job. Yeah. And, and then... And you, actually, were, you were working for someone who runs a... Or, or ran a studio yeah so where I did my um training was in Windsor in Palmac the studio was called and yeah. they teach training there um so I joined that as a client and started going to the reformer classes there and that's what I really really enjoyed um they were groups of up to 12 people so they're not huge classes um and then that's where the training happened so I started training there and then once I had trained, I started working there. And that's where I was working to begin with. And that's where my kind of Pilates career began. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was an amazing start to um, my my career, my Pilates career. Like we're working with other teachers. And it was so amazing to have that network of people that are doing the same thing where we chatted. And you'd, you'd see sort of so many clients through the day, through the classes, you'd see so many different bodies and different ailments and so you just learn so much it was just an amazing time for for learning yeah, yeah. and we had um, some great sort of mentors there as well who really helped with um my knowledge and understanding of the body and pilates yeah well it's your like I said your your kind of passion for the the body as well as Pilates always amazed me because you get like you, know, really I, I, you kind of get so excited about <laughs> something happening in someone's body I know um, it's so and, sad and it? it's like you see it as almost like a, a conundrum you've got to solve it is though the body is a puzzle like it's a massive puzzle and everybody's bodies are so different that's why it's so interesting and yeah. when when somebody feel something for the first time or understand something or it just clicks because of one word or one little position change or or whatever it is and they get it it's so amazing and that yeah it does it is exciting and it's like yeah wow. so <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah and I do love that yeah so do you think do you think that's kind of your main um like motivator in Pilates now is like helping people really Definitely. You obviously you started it to kind of help yourself, and now yeah, you, you help other people every day. Yeah, no, I definitely that is what I love about it is that I can help people, um, and just sharing that that knowledge you have, um, to you know, like I said, my personal like empower them to know their body and understand it, and quite often with my like one to one clients is I try to give them educate them as well as teach them so that they then can go away and have what I call like their toolbox of exercises that they revisit like you have done where you know people go on a journey so not always is it like just an upward spiral of um or an upward kind of like momentum of positivity sometimes you go down and it's an up and down with injuries and pain and stuff so then if you do have that dip right you go back to that like toolbox of exercises you have with whatever's going on in your body and you yeah. can go, well, go back use this for this and this for that 
And so it gives them that kind of knowledge themselves. So yes, obviously it's great to carry on working with them through that, but if ultimately they've not been able to carry on for whatever reason, they they can do that at home themselves. So yeah, definitely helping people. That's yeah. that is the key to it. For me. Yeah, because you 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 start you said you started it with your mum, and is she, yeah. is she like is she like a Pilates expert? Or... <laughs> I have to ask her. <laughs> She's um she loves Pilates actually. Yeah. Um. So she, I, I have also again, like a lot of people know, she, um, she's she's been doing it for years, and um, she used to do lots of other exercise, but she got um diagnosed with osteoporosis, so that's been right. a real challenge for her to overcome the changes that she's had to make to her movement over the last few years to be able to support her body. Yeah, she does find that very frustrating, and um, because. I guess also as you get older you have to kind of accept that you know you might not be able to do things like you once did yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah no she absolutely loves it so she's still doing she does the reformer on a one-to-one basis with me and joins in on some of my classes as well yeah because we we talk like a lot of the uh people I've spoken to and and the things I've talked about with sport is like been sharing it with your family so I talked a lot about when I how sport changed my relationship with my dad when I was a kid and we had something to share. So it's amazing yeah. that Pilates is doing that for you and your mum as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not it's just, nice. we get, yeah. Yeah. We get together, but then I think it's, um, it is, a, we can call it sport. Can't we? <laughs> <laughs> it is a sport where the children, so young children probably are not so interested in that. So my girls are really not interested in doing it with me I think they're not interested in listening to me full stop but you know when it comes to actually doing the Pilates they they find it actually quite boring because it's slow yeah. so um, my, my boys always try and do it with me well well yeah, they, try, they try and jump on me when I'm doing it but... <laughs> it makes it harder yeah um but I mean it would be so good to to have it more in um schools and for younger children yeah. to be doing well, I think it, it's it's more common in in sport to do something like Pilates or yoga yeah. alongside yeah. your sport. Like yeah. I think a lot of professional sportsmen yeah. are, are doing things like that. Whereas yeah. when we were when we were young and doing sport, it was like do five minute stretching, yeah, run around the pitch once and then crack on. Yeah. That was it. So it's amazing actually how um yeah, how it's changed how it has changed, mm. how it's changing now. So yeah, it's great. So I think if I'd have had Pilates or or something like that when I was doing sport, a lot yeah. more than now, I would have probably had a lot less injuries than I did. Sadly, people find Pilates after injury, which mm. it would be really nice for people to be doing it to prevent it, so that you don't end up with that. But to try to to get people to start it when they enjoying the other sport and not really enjoying that sort of slow movement um yeah it's very can, you, can you explain what it actually is that pilates does that gives you that benefit before before sport you are always working from the core muscles inside your body that's not just your abdominal there's a, a whole set of um, muscles in your trunk so you're always trying to work from those inside muscles out um the breathing is a very important part of it as well so you're using your diaphragm it's also part of your core 
it helps to rebalance the muscles in your body. So you're looking at your alignment through the body when you are moving so that you're helping to then rebalance the, the, the muscles sort of left, right, center, whatever. Um, and then posture. So a lot of people's postures, are, you know, nowadays are very different to what they used to be. And so it allows you to strengthen sort of the upper back, work a little bit more on that extension of the spine. So you can hold yourself upright a little bit better rather than sort of in that slouching position, which then can ultimately cause you various other sort of like issues in the body. Yeah, yeah. Helps with joint mobility. So the movement um, out of any of the joints that you have through your body. Uh, flexibility so lengthening the muscles so you feel longer rather than tight when you know if you're doing lots of sport and you get really tight um strengthening strengthening the muscles as well so global muscles as well as your inner, inner muscles um great for your mind body connection sort of like knowing like you're controlling your body rather than your body doing whatever it wants to do yeah like mobile and you're able just to freely do certain things it's like really takes a lot of concentration to you are in control of that move mental health i guess it really helps with that kind of feeling good about yourself yeah yeah definitely yeah i mean mental health is a, a big one really because i think when you're not when you're in pain especially it, it can really get down get you down yeah it's the only and, thing you can think about yeah and then when you're when you kind of your body feels good, you could, your mind feels good as well. Because I was, I've been much more able to to do more in my day mm. because I'm not like my muscles aren't as tired and they're working better. So I I feel better in myself. Yeah. So whether it be doing work on the computer or physical work, I'm able to get a lot more done in the day and feel good about it. Yeah. And yeah. it just makes you happier in general. Yeah. rather than kind of going oh I've got this to do but I'm in pain and I need to sit down and yeah. need to do this I'm too tired or whatever and then yeah. you kind of Just get feels like it's all getting on top of you so so yeah I think looking after your body is, is huge for for mental health I was uh, out on um Saturday night and a friend of mine was asking me all about Pilates all right and, and yeah I ended up talking about it for about an hour with her did you yeah yeah <laughs> she uh, made like she wanted it for she was talking about posture because uh, and then and as soon as you start talking about it, it makes you think about yeah. what it's done Put your shoulders you. back now and you kind of go and I'm like yeah I sit a lot more naturally now yeah so I you I always slouched over because I'm quite tall I always yeah. slouched and now when I sit like if I if I sat upright with my upper back upright before I'd feel like I could only hold it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, just weren't strong enough to hold the... And now I sit like that naturally. It doesn't feel like I'm putting any effort into sit like that. Yeah. And it's so yeah. much more comfortable. You've done, a, you've done a lot of work to get there, though. Don't you? You've put a lot of hours into... And you, yeah. you've also been very, very good with your homework with it as well. So that is where I think people get the best results, changes, is when they are motivated to sort something out that they actually do do some stuff at home and that, yeah. definitely think that's where you know you you've got it yourself to kind of like thank for that because if you hadn't have been so dedicated to it you probably wouldn't feel so so like yeah <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is when I st started seeing you and I kind of see I, I attribute changes to Pilates but there was a, a big difference, and I don't know whether it was it, 
it's like you're the only Pilates instructor I've ever seen. So I don't know if you're the same as all Pilates instructors. But Everyone's quite different. A yeah. big difference for me is when I was going to see, say, a chiropractor, it just felt like it was, yeah, come in, do that. Oh, time's up, on your way. Yeah. And then you, if you have any questions, mm-hmm. it's like they haven't got time to answer it or you got to pay more money. And it's like a lot of people I've seen, whether it be physios or, or anyone like that, it, it seems more about how much time you paid for more than what you actually need and we're gonna and, and if you all you need to do to get better is to basically pay us more money mm. and if it, sometimes it felt like well I don't think you're necessarily got my best interests at well, heart that's a, that's a shame you had that experience yeah but it, it, it felt it felt quite not not that people were doing it purposely because some people are working for a company doing that mm. I imagine it's the company they're working for going you've got to tell them what to yeah. do you've got to get those clients yeah. in and out but when I when I first saw you you were kind of you seemed so invested in in me and getting my body better that it, it motivated me to to do more for myself yeah. as well okay so yeah. maybe it was the people you saw I, I don't know but um I do feel like they do all of those um industries have their their, their space and they have their you know the reason why you go to them and they they're great for what they do certain things I think then ultimately moving from that point so you go to them when you've got really severe injury or pain or whatever yeah that and try to make those sort of like adjustments there and then or like over or over their course of whatever they see you but then moving forwards where like the Pilates but also we didn't actually touch on this but it's like the exercise therapy that I trained in as well Mm -hmm that's kind of where I kind of bring that into my one-to-ones where it's looking at your your whole body so yes you've got this injury but actually what what is going on in the whole body and where is the dysfunction through that body because if you're always going to have that dysfunction that injury yes you might fix that injury local injury but because of the imbalances or because of whatever is going on something else might go and later on down the line so yeah. if you're what 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 we do in the therapy side is to look at that and then to address that so you know whether that's your spine mobility in one section of your spine or whether there's something going on in your hip and it slightly needs that that area needs looking at the shoulders or you know whatever it is but you can pull out those those dysfunctions through movement and then look at addressing them through very small exercises and then daily practice to see those improvements over time. Yeah. I trained to do exercise therapy um, as a sort of another, because you always have to do like CPT stuff, but this was yeah. just a natural kind of add-on okay. to what I was doing because I've seen so many clients with injuries. Um, and with the therapy stuff, people from physios, osteopaths, consultants after sort of surgeries and things, and refer out to exercise therapists. So that's based on an injury and addressing that injury. But really, it's about the whole body as well. Your transition from working for someone doing Pilates to running your own business, how did did that come about? And how did you Um, you kind of do that? COVID. (laughs) Yeah, so COVID happened. I, I probably wouldn't have left the studio, actually. Really? 
yeah I mean I was working there a lot and um was involved with the customer service side as well and I was actually I started doing my education and training qualification whilst I was there which was because they did training for teachers yeah I was started training to train teachers as well so I started that and then um I'd done my most of my assessor um qualification but with COVID sadly that's all just been thrown in the bin <laughs> which is a shame really <laughs> um so yeah we were I was doing a lot of um practicing of uh, assessing uh Pilates teachers when they were doing their exams yeah sitting in and and marking um things for like the, all the criteria that they have to meet to to be a, a teacher so that was all like obviously like learn a lot through all of that which was great but yeah so COVID hit and the, the studio shut um and right. at the time N nothing was really happening there was no talk of putting on um, any classes online and I had I knew some people that wanted to just get on with some Pilates so I said well I'll just put on an online class yeah what I did and then I think I put on a few classes over the course of the week and then people were just joining and then as the doors sort of started to open we could start to socialize yeah we set up some outdoor classes um as well and also as covid hit i trained to teach on the motor which is another bit of equipment that i um i use as another another class so it's yeah it's like a, a big cylinder with pulleys coming out of it the yeah went, big yeah. roller so yeah. you can use it to release like do release muscle release work like myofascial release and then it has an arm with resistance and so you can you do a lot of balance on it and um sitting kneeling lying whatever and then yeah changing the resistance so it's it's resistance based it's great for your mobility and flexibility movement control all of that um combination balance so yeah so we so trained in that in covid and then when i started setting my classes up i started to introduce that motor into some of the classes this sort of okay. thought about it so i'd bring them along and people just really loved it because it was different unique it only just came to the uk um i trained with Pete who um he's a master instructor for balance body and yeah. um he teaches in um Putney and so um because of COVID we did it online and um yeah and that was and so because it's yeah there was no one else really doing it in the UK it was quite sort of exciting yeah. so then um it just escalated from there really and I've just started and I've just been tweaking the times of classes that suit people and just building building clients and it's yeah. just it's all just happened you know word of mouth really like do a bit of a bit of social media stuff but really hate it and not very good at it <laughs> <laughs> I know that but um yeah it's all a few 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 bits of business through but it, I don't I don't advertise anywhere or anything so it's kind of um yeah just a word of mouth really in the yeah. local so you I mean you've got the marquee now haven't you but you you didn't originally you weren't originally doing it in the marquee you had I did it in the another... park a few times I did it in the garden yeah times, and then the marquee we put up three I think three years ago oh wow I think it was yeah it was I think we we're saying it's coming up to its third year and and I must admit, there were some holes in it when it rained this week, last week. Was it last oh, week? really? Yeah. So we've got some tape to cut to to sort that the holes out. So it's lasted. It's amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah. It's been so good. So yeah, I did a couple of classes in the marquee, 
and it's a lovely yeah. in there like with the lights and the music and the floor and it's very festival-y yeah yeah, cozy. yeah so yeah the clients that come there really love it um so it's it's served it's served a very good purpose yeah and yeah. then there's a couple of classes in halls as well and you did a um you did a trip a retreat oh, a retreat yeah yes that was so good and we're actually doing it again this october yeah um september into october um, where, where was it last year uh turkey, turkey. so um it's not my bad so just above Kalkan. so you we're in the hills yeah view is of the sea and the mountains um so it's a it's a retreat hotel set up for retreats um and i'm doing that with my friend jules who's an osteopath and she and a health nutritionist as well so yeah. she um we we set it up um last year quite late on into the summer so it was all very last minute and she approached me and said oh do you fancy doing a retreat and I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely um so it's lovely so quite a few of my clients came and they they had a lovely time um so this year we've got we've only got we've got a couple of spaces left um on the retreat this year and it's five days based on a reset really so yeah reset of healthy food so this year we'll make it a little bit more sort of turkish orientated but okay very much um no we allow a little bit of caffeine in the morning but it's all kind of no sort of sugar um, what, what are your i mean you're quite into nutrition but is that anything you've trained in before or is it just no i haven't trained in it i've just i'm just really interested in it i do a lot of reading around um it i did recently did the zoe um you know the um the zoe app that was set up by i i did that because it was just really interested in my gut microbiome and my blood sugars and stuff like that um yeah i just find it really interesting i I do lots of listening to podcasts and and books on it and um yeah it's just another interest that i have so and i I generally say most most of the time my diet's quite good but um i definitely it's like a 70 30 i'd say yeah living but But are you are you doing the diet for the retreat are you setting it all up yeah so um that's part of jules's um side so um she does resets um here in england uh so it's five days of eating a certain way uh lots of things like lentils lots of protein lots of vegetables um without caffeine without sugar uh, without Mm -hmm. gluten so what the idea was to do a reset abroad um for those five days and you can join in 100 or if you're not really that bothered you can sort of dip in out of it but all the food that we offer at the retreat which is it's all full board um is based on that kind of reset yeah so and we take a chef with us as well and she's oh, nice. um yeah she's a retreat a retreat chef in the uk yeah and very super friendly and gets on with everybody like really yeah well. yeah yeah we're taking her um and then also as part of the retreat, we um, we have the Pilates classes every day. So every morning, a Pilates class, every afternoon, a stretching or releasing class. So a little bit more kind of slow. And then later after dinner, we do like, um, well, last year, more of like a meditation breathing type yeah. session, but very introductory because everyone's beginners on that. We're not all massive meditators. So uh, this year, we're going to sort of mix it up with, well, we're not sure yet. We're still planning it. Yeah. Mm. 
and then yeah. trips out so, to places every day. Oh wow! <laughs> and a boat trip. So, it sounds uh, it sounds amazing, but the, I think if I came, I'd probably I'd, I'd think I'd definitely be the only guy there. <laughs> so, yeah, at the moment you would, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> but, I think mate, that's a bit of a thing with um, things like Pilates and and yoga and kind of classes in general. As a as a man, is there's a, there has been in the past a bit of a taboo with it. Like it's that, no, that's what women do. We so do you don't strange. do it, and it probably took me like I'd probably done Pilates a lot earlier than I did mm. if it wasn't for that and I was constantly like I'd, I'd often think about doing a class and then then almost like bot, bottle it thinking mm. oh, I'm gonna be the only guy there and oh I don't know um will it be a bit when you just feel a bit awkward and then you end up not doing it and I think a lot yeah. of guys guys feel like I, that and end up yeah. not doing classes and the thing is even when I started with you I was just doing one-to-ones so yeah. I hadn't, I'd never done a class but for ages and I think because I then done like got confident doing Pilates, I knew felt like I could go into a class knowing what I do, was doing. Yeah. So I was less worried about it, and then I could go into a class as a man and and just get on with it. Yeah, um, it is that confidence of joining a class. And and as a man, you're not on your own. There's a lot of women that feel the same with yeah you know, their confidence before joining a class. I do have women that come to me on one to ones first as well. But you're right. I think it, there is a massive stigma with the men doing Pilates, and it's it's so sad because you know men with benefits so massively. Yeah. Especially you know like with all the different types of sports that they do how it complements and makes them better at their sport because of their mo- whatever the reason you know whatever mobility it is yeah yeah, yeah you know you I remember you saying about your golf swing yeah and how you felt that one weekend you went and that you felt that you were your golf swing had got really like you had a really good weekend of golf I think you yeah won. yeah I just <laughs> felt like more in control of my my golf swing because the um because of the pilates and the, and the muscles were working in the turning of my body yeah I could, the control, I could control it a lot better than i i could before yeah um and kind of do what i do what i wanted to do rather than going yeah. I, I wanted to do something but i couldn't actually get my body to do it i knew what i wanted yeah. to do but it wouldn't work and then i think it's a lot to do with awareness of your body as well because i learned so much about my body and how it works and how how to make it work yeah. I was then able to go, oh, I can I can do this now. I can do that yeah. movement now and control it, which meant I could then hit the ball a lot better, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. And you got you had that range of movement in your body that maybe you didn't have before. Yeah. Strengthen that mobility. It's um Yeah, so because there's so much of your back in golf, like being able to to twist and turn mm. a lot a lot better and a lot easier was was huge yeah yeah I wouldn't be surprised if loads of professional golfers do yeah massive amount of Pilates yeah just need to get that message out there to maybe more kind of sporting like um you know the uh, governing kind of bodies of whatever the yeah is to try but you know there might it might be more I don't I don't work with professionals I guess if it wasn't if it was in schools then it, it wouldn't be a bigger thing a bigger deal and it would be so much yeah. more normal like oh yeah obviously we do pilates 
Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Or or something similar, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And um, recently, um, there's been a yoga one at our school um, for the younger kids, which I think has had a, a good uptake, which is good. Yeah. And I think I saw a new Pilates one for there's a lady who teaches um children Pilates and works with children with in rehab. So I think she's yeah. one, always starting one. So that's amazing that there's that kind of you know, I can see that maybe there is that change. Um, yeah. It's probably quite different for kids now, anyway. That everything is a lot more mixed. Because when when we were when we were at school, it was like, yeah, girls do that, boys do that. Yeah. You never yeah. you never did anything in sport and everything. You never did anything together, really. It was yeah. quite rare. So, which is probably why it's a thing for guys more my age to go. Well, that's a girls' thing. Yeah. Yoga yeah. and Pilates rather than a boy singing without really like consciously thinking that you yeah you, no you know. you're right it might there might be a bit of a mental kind of switch moving yeah. forward and I think a lot of guys are, are worried that they're going to do a big fart in the class full of women as well <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that happens with women yeah like it's, <laughs> it ha that does happen quite a bit so you just have, you just have to just ignore it yeah Thanks. But you so know, if you're if you're the one guy in the class and someone farts, like all the women will turn and look at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, I just feel bad for the person that it is because they they're the ones that suffer. No one yeah. else. Yeah, because I mean, there can be a bit of bit of straining involved when you're trying to hold a position. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry about it next time you come to class. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right with it now. I'm okay. <laughs> but, yeah. You're at peace with farting in classes. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no. I can I can do the Pilates without worrying about it now. But I think when you're starting out, yeah, you're just like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well done. Your pelvic floor's going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the um what are the plans for the future? with oh, uh, no, with the business and and your kind of journey good question it's a really good question <laughs> um, at the moment i have been thinking about it i don't want to say anything solid here right. but um, i have been thinking about i do need to put you know a five ten year plan in place um it has been on my mind for a while i'm i'm, I'm one of those people that goes oh, i'm gonna do something let's do it and yeah i'm not i'm not I need to sort of sometimes take a step back and go, right, do the plan, think about it, you know. Um, so you're just, you're just kind of, you're just kind of day day by day at the moment, not really. <laughs> yeah, I like, so because of the children, I want to be around for the children. So yeah. my priority is being able to take them to school, pick them up from school, be here to do as much as possible. I work one, I do one evening now, I've cut down so that, I'm here and more and available and I do a Saturday morning um as well so I you know I pulled it back and I do one early so but as much as possible I want to be around for the children so I don't necessarily want to take on another step to you know where say for example if I was to have my own studio or something like a big studio yeah that would be a lot more time investment and I don't feel like that is what I want to do right now mm -hmm. uh, not saying never, but I'm quite happy with doing the different. I teach, you know, teaching a in another studio here in in Maidenhead, um, on the reformers, and um, I do the classes in different places as well. So it gives that variety where I'm in and out, 
Um, and then I've got all my my individual like one to one clients in my own little studio. So at the moment, the setup that I've got and the flexibility that I have is suitable for now. Um, but there's always that kind of, yeah, in the future, is there a potential to own my own big studio where I yeah. have features working there and stuff? So, um, or do I go down some other paths where I start, you know, I love doing the retreat. That's, I absolutely love that. Do I do more? What I am thinking is maybe more one-off things. So I recently did um, an event with a, a friend who is who teaches yoga so she did a yoga nidra and i did the pilates we did a morning with teas and snacks healthy snacks did a sound bath with another friend and um, so that was like another one-off event and they've gone really well and yeah have come to them have absolutely loved it so and they're quite nice to do those one-off events where you do you know individual kind of marketing but not really had to sort of market it like most make they sell out because the clients that I have just want to do those and so I might look at doing some more stuff like that where okay you know at the moment um because it's quite I think that's quite exciting you know the one-off stuff rather than just doing the classes every you know the same class sure. every week, you see yeah, it, yeah, it just yeah. gives that variety to the week yeah the yeah month. I mean you gotta you gotta do what what works for your life it's not necessarily all about your kind of business ambitions it's about your life ambitions and how how you want that that balance and yeah it's probably with with my business and I think you can be self-employed but you end up with a worse life than if you just had a job yeah unless you're managing it in a certain way because you could just be running a business and you have to work long hours and if you don't enjoy what you're doing yeah. And you're working long hours running a business that you don't enjoy. And you think, well, I might as well just have a job because yeah. a lot of the reason you become self-employed is to have that control on your own life. Yeah. So I think changing and you you're kind of going about the right way is you're coming from a point of view as to to base it around what works for you in your life balance rather than just going yeah, nice. you could have easily just gone, Oh, I've got lots of clients and my classes are fully subscribed. I could put on more classes. I just need to expand the business. I need a studio. Yeah. I need to employ people, which I think a lot of people would do with, like based on demand to their business. Yeah. They just keep growing and then not necessarily have a better life because of that. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're, you're coming from the right place for, for the long term. Trying to. Of, what, yeah. of what's going to make you happy. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's hard, but I mean, work, work life balance for, everyone is a big thing now isn't it so it's to be not overwork and stress yourself out so much that you don't have any time to um you know give time to your family or give time to make the beds (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it is um but yeah so it's it feels like it's a good balance at the moment so what's what's stopping you doing more social media then why do you, you said you hate it so much? Why? Yeah, what is I it? I don't like it. I just don't like putting myself out there, like selling selling myself, and that's what it ultimately is. Is kind of, and it's it's that kind of fear of critis being criticised or mm. being judged and all of that. Fear of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that's a, a huge thing, and I think it's like most people 
are, are is, is what they're kind of worried about and it it is for me and that's what a lot of the reason I'm doing this is to try and get over the that fear of judgment because I think it's mm. held me back from um loads and loads of things in life that I I haven't done or haven't done to a certain extent because of that fear of judgment and worrying what people are going to think rather than just going and doing it because it's what I want to do without worrying about it and I think when you get over that fear of judgment it becomes so easy and it makes you happier because you're you're not being judged by other people how did you and, come over that or overcome that fear um to yourself how, how did I well I haven't I haven't really this is <laughs> this is the this is the process of okay. me trying to overcome it really because I was I mean I've had the idea to do a podcast for years and I, I'd, I'd often go like get my phone out and start talking and recording and then after like 10 seconds just stop it and then go oh that it just felt uncomfortable I sound stupid and, yeah. and just stop it and and then shelve the idea for a while and I did that quite a number of times until it's like right just just do it just hit record start talking and put it out there and don't don't think about it too much because what's the worst that could happen really like if you do a if you do a social media post now if you if you when we get off this call record yourself talking about your day or pilates pest post what's the worst that can happen there's nothing really bad that can come from it but there's a lot of good that can come from it um and i've always been really interested in social media i've always like i've always studied it quite a lot for business and marketing um and i found it fascinating how it works and like human behavior and how that that works with it and all the kind of algorithms of it so i've got an interest in it that wise but i've never really used it to my own benefit because of that fear of putting myself out there when mm. I know I know how to use it know how it works and if you just start posting and start putting some stuff out there you'll get a lot of benefit from it mm. and that's what I'm trying to do and I've had like this last week I haven't really posted on social media and it's partly because um with the bank holidays and stuff I was so busy and because Monday's normally my day of doing stuff like this and then you kind of things get you start to worry about things things get on top of you I was busy with work and then I'm just like you take your phone out and go shall I post this and you go, and start thinking about reasons not to and you can mm. always find a reason not to do something yeah but you just need to do it so when I'm like this last week I haven't been very good and I'm like right it's Monday now I'm doing the podcast today and I need to start getting back on it yeah stop worrying about it and just post because it doesn't matter if it's not very good you're practicing so it's going to get better and that was my thoughts beside behind starting this like I could have spent ages trying to work out how to be really good at podcasting before I started but if I'd have done that, I'd have probably never started. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at what at what point am I good enough to think? Oh, I'm good enough to start now. Yeah. Like, I could, there's always a way of saying, "Oh, I'm not ready yet." So I'm kind of learning how to do it by doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, it's the same yeah. with social media. And however much I knew about social media, I learn more by posting on social media and seeing the reactions to that mm. than I have from 
reading about it and listening to people kind of tell you how to do it yeah so um so yeah I think I think getting over that fear of judgment can just in general can bring you a lot more happiness in your life that you get over anxieties and and worries and things like that regardless of what whether you're doing social media or, or anything like that so I think it's all part of part of the journey <laughs> yeah it just takes time I guess doesn't it just uh makes it like, like the practicing and then you you feel a bit better that you can do it I guess that kind of that yeah 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 it's, it's like anything all right I'll try and um, take your advice on that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's just kind of it's, it's what I'm working working through at the moment and I know exactly how you feel with it's it's um it's kind of a scary place because when you put something out there it feels like you're putting it out to the world you know what I mean and, yeah, and everyone, only two people everyone, are gonna read it anyway <laughs> Yeah, everyone can see you and judge you. Yeah, but only only five people are going to look yeah. at it. So. <laughs> it doesn't, because doesn't they don't show it to everyone, do they? The algorithms. It's like sometimes it's it doesn't really get out there, does it? With some yeah, it's very it's it's changed a lot. So yeah, I mean the thing is, um, everyone always used to talk about how many followers they've got or anything like this. But you could put out a, a post tomorrow and it could go viral and get fifty thousand people view it or like it or whatever. So it's yeah. not really about that anymore. It's just yeah. getting that right content out. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, because if you're if you forget about the world and just think about your community, because you yeah. you're creating you 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 have created a community in Pilates of all your clients and all the people who use you for their bodies, their information, and their health that you could could post for them not mm. for advertise not for the world you're posting for your community so you're giving your clients something extra yeah and you're saying right in my we did this in class today so if you enjoyed that that you could do this exercise at home and show them an exercise and, and talk to them rather than kind of thinking i'm i'm advertising yeah do you know what i mean so many of my clients don't use social media <laughs> <laughs> so, so I could still have that mindset. I think you'd be surprised. I think yeah. you'd be surprised how many of them do. Okay. Like, it, it, it's different platforms that people use now, but yeah. you'd be surprised. Like if you yeah. put it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you they'll all see it. I tell you that. But yeah, it's a different. TikTok these days, isn't it? Have to get on TikTok. TikTok. Ask your girls. I bet they're on it. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Macy did actually make a video. Um, oh, it was a while ago on the on the motor, and it was kind of it was really creative. It's like in and out at the as I was doing some exercises. It's very good. Yeah. I need to kind of recruit her as my social media manager. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been uh, it's been great, and and yeah, I think a lot of people will get a lot out of out of it but thank you right. so much for coming on that's okay um, thanks for having me